Hi, I'm Katie Marquette, and you're listening to Born of Wonder. And here there is something more than just a transient experience. It's about uh, being. It's about the things that matter to me. It's about the white spaces between the paragraphs. Then God said, let there be light. It's a mistake you always made, Doc, trying to love a wild thing. Hello and welcome to Born of Wonder. I'm Katie Marquette. On this podcast, we explore anything and everything that inspires wonder and awe in the world. Starting the show today with a classic theme there. I already feel my blood pressure going down just hearing it. It's from Frasier, a sitcom that ran from the 90s into the early 2000s. Um, It was a key part of my growing up. Oddly enough, um, you know, my mom uh, was was a very intense person, a CEO, started a bunch of businesses, things like that. And she would come home and say, I just want to watch something mindless. And mindless for her was either Seinfeld or Frasier. And um, we probably watched them when we were uh, a bit too young. (laughs) I wouldn't be showing them to my kids at the same age, but it all worked out fine. And uh, it really shaped my sense of humor and uh, my sister's sense of humor, as we talk about today. Um, And my sister was in town and I said, do you want to just record an episode about Frasier with me? (laughs) Because that's one thing that um, my sister and I really share in sort of a unique way is uh, just we we could just reference like one line from Frasier and we'd know probably exactly which episode it is and be able to sort of play out the whole scene. Um, and as we also discussed today, I think that Frasier actually was a great introduction to theater in general. And in my house, we put on plays all the time. Uh, I loved watching um, Rodgers and Hammerstein musicals. I loved West Side Story. And when my cousins would come to visit, we would come up with sort of musical theatrical numbers and put them on for our family. Um, So we were very familiar with theater and uh, (laughs) really enjoyed it in our house. And I think that Frasier is a really theatrical show um, in many, many respects. So uh, if you're a fan of Frasier, I hope this is just sort of a fun chat, uh, fun reminiscence. Frasier is one of those shows if I'm having like a stressful time or especially in each of my pregnancies in like the first trimester, I would just want to like I would be feeling awful and just need to put on a show or something. And Frasier was always one that I would put on. I would just, it's just so relaxing and comforting to me. It's like either that or Murder, She Wrote um, are my go-to kind of comfort shows. Oh, and Gilmore Girls, which I think I'm going to do an episode on also at some point. I think my college roommate, Kaylee, I think I've convinced her to do an episode with me about Gilmore Girls. So, you know, on this show, I want to talk about the high and the low and everything in between. I don't really consider Frasier high or low. I just consider it a fun, good show. It's good TV, right? So, um, I think it's a great opportunity to talk about it. So I didn't think I would be getting out another episode until I sort of launched into um, a new season. But here we are, it's like a bonus episode. So um, kind of a fun one, a lighthearted one here. So I hope that summer continues to uh, be going well for you. Kind of a mild day here in the upper 70s. I am a-okay with that. I just finished another Agatha Christie, The ABC Murders. Really, really good. Really recommend that one, ABC Murders. So check out the library if they have that one. I would recommend. I have a dog here sitting under 
my niece who's making all kinds of noise. I'm sorry if you hear him. Um, anyway, uh, so uh, on my last episode, I, I challenged some listeners to um, to send me an email if you could think of some good things about summer, and uh, uh, one listener did. So thank you, Alicia, for sending me a really nice list of, of good things about summer. So um, it really made me appreciate it a little more and actually I I have had some nice moments this summer there was a there was an evening after a rainstorm when a big rainbow came out and I had already put the baby to bed and um Jojo and I just went out for a walk across the way through the fields and everything and like quite literally chasing the rainbow and it was really really pleasant and fun and lovely and I also went down to the barn late at night and did some barn chores that's sort of my (laughs) decompressing time it's kind of nice to always have something to do to keep yourself busy in that way so I was working down at the barn and I just looked out over the fields and could just see this like incredible scene of fireflies against the tree line and I just watched them for quite a while and yeah, so I think as long as I'm not outside between the hours of 8 a.m. and 8 p.m., I think summer's great. Summer nights, early summer mornings, fantastic. So anyway, um, I just hope this is a fun episode for you. If you have uh, any thoughts about Frasier, I'd love to hear about them. Uh, so and thanks again to my sister Chrissy for coming on. I really enjoyed talking to her about this. Uh, it was a fun excuse to kind of just reminisce about this show together. <laughs> So I'm sitting here with my sister, Chrissy Dreyer, and we are going to talk about Frasier because we both love the show, and I probably don't know anyone else who loves uh, or knows Frasier uh, as well as Chrissy because we kind of grew up with it. Um, Seinfeld and Frasier were like the backdrop to our childhoods, whether that was (laughs) good or not, but that was what it was. Um, And uh, we both still love Frasier. So thank you, Chrissy, so much for chatting with me. Sure, good to be here on the show. Uh, yeah, our our mom really loved um, sitcoms such as Frasier and Seinfeld, and I was kind of surprised when I grew up to find out uh, that she had let us watch those shows from such an early age because they deal with some pretty mature themes and uh, everything like that. So, but really, they kind of shaped our sense of humor from such an early age. So I'm grateful that we had that exposure to them. And um, I just think they're really charming, and Frasier's definitely one of my favorites, so it'll be fun to talk about it. Yeah, it's funny, like, because I think with a lot of the humor that was probably, you know, a little too mature for us, I just remember um, our mom would just sort of just, like, not just be like, oh, yeah, that's, you know, she wouldn't really address it. You know, first of all, we barely ever asked about it, but um, I think that the shows can be appreciated um, sort of on one level uh as 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 a younger person then you just get more and more jokes as you get older but that's also something we're going to talk about is sort of how Frasier especially because it deals with these um you know Frasier and Niles are these esthetes you know they're uh they love the opera and classical music and highbrow things so there are all these like hidden jokes in there um that are funny if you get the highbrow reference but they're also funny just knowing that it is a highbrow reference so I think that Frasier especially sort of layers humor in a really funny way but um maybe we should if you haven't seen Frasier maybe we should just give a little bit of what the premise is Chrissy do you want to describe it um sure I'll try to describe it um it's actually a spin-off of the tv show Cheers which I've never seen um I've seen maybe an episode here and there but 
Frasier was actually a side character introduced on that show, and he's kind of a quirky psychiatrist that just kind of orbits the main cast of that show, but people liked him so much that he got his own show. And basically, he originally came from Boston in the show Cheers, but he decides to move back to Seattle, which is his hometown, after his divorce. And basically, the show um, follows his radio talk show where he dispenses psychiatric advice, and a lot of times the kind of uh, premise of the show is that the advice he's dispensing on his show is not really being followed or uh, appreciated in his own life because um, he may be very wise in the the ways of psychiatry, but he doesn't really have his own life together, and a lot of the humor lies in that. The, the other cast members are primarily his family, consisting of his very fussy brother, Niles, who is a psychiatrist as well, uh, who has a very different supro- approach to psychiatry. They often contrast the fact that Frazier's a Freudian and Niles is a Jungian. But, um, and then there's his father, Martin, who he uh, moves in with to take care of him um, because Martin had uh, sustained a gunshot wound uh, in his job as a cop. Right, and the fact that Martin is a cop, too, is like, he's he's like this, he's like a down-to-earth guy, and he has these sons that he can't really relate to on these levels. But some of the most um, moving parts of the show, I think, are like the way that Martin and his sons are able to like bridge divides, and they still end up having this super close relationship, uh, despite their extremely different approaches to life. And Martin, of course, is so much wiser than, <laughs> than his super educated sons. Um, and there's also um, two main characters, two women. Roz, who is Fraser's producer, um, and she uh, she she's a woman of the world. Uh, she has a, she's she always has men in and out of her life, and but she's like has this um, incredibly kind heart and really great sense of humor. And there's also Daphne, who is Martin's how do they put it like home healthcare worker, home healthcare worker. But she's kind of just like everything to that family. <laughs> like she's like cooking, she's cleaning, she's doing everything. And Niles is hopelessly in love with her. Um, even when he's married to his his wife Maris who also is like such a funny character she's permanently absent she's never actually shown on screen and uh only her outlandish descriptions uh, they're the only way that we know her throughout the show right so like like they're like it's not absurd to think that she was like mistaken as a coat rack and like at different points so it's so funny um so we just wanted to to talk a little bit about what makes this show so uniquely brilliant and Chrissy when we were just sort of talking about what we wanted to talk about immediately brought up how it's like such a great introduction to theater and to um, sort of the style of a play, especially in some of the more farcical episodes, like you said. Um, what do you think about like the structure of the show is, uh, I mean, first of all, how is it structured like a play? Well, a lot of scenes are introduced with kind of a black title card that has um, a title for the, the ensuing scenes that's often kind of either a pun or just like an act. Yeah, it's it's a title to an act, and it's often something that doesn't make any sense until you've watched what comes after, and it's really kind of like a curtain rising on the next scene, and um, yeah, it just it has that theatrical element to it, and um, with the episodes that are structured kind of like a, a farce, the more humorous episodes, uh, sometimes a lot of stuff happens within. Um, one scene there's not really a lot of changing locations it's just things are coming and going and and 
um, oh, that's kind of embodied in how many dinner parties they throw that go okay. disastrously wrong. Um, like they try to throw one at Niles's ex-wife's um, beach house, just that one only to have a dead seal wash up on the <laughs> on the shore. And and uh, long story short, they end up thinking that the seal body they have to dispose of is Niles's wife, and <laughs> it's just a huge series of misadventures and uh, comical happenings that are just perfectly timed and that's just the essence of the humor of the show and it's so charming and it's a kind of humor you don't really see done that way on television in other shows yeah and I think also they are able to rely on like the quality of the acting so much because the actors are so so good I mean Kelsey Grammer was apparently Kelsey Grammer who plays Frasier was apparently sort of notoriously difficult to work with in a lot of ways he had some alcohol and drug problems but I remember watching some interviews and all the cast would say that like as soon as the camera started rolling like a switch would turn on and he just you know he would be kind of like a, a mess and then he would become Frasier and like be this super put together smart guy and like you know he also famously would ad lib a lot of his lines because he didn't remember <laughs> um, some of the script um, but he you know he's an amazing actor um, of course uh, David Hyde Pierce is a fantastic actor he plays Niles he also is a theater actor um, he has has appeared he was famously in spam a lot and everything like that so he's very talented but the whole cast is just like amazing and I don't think you could pull it off uh, that sort of level of like simultaneous humor and depth without such good acting um you know we I enjoy I I liked watching friends when I was younger on rewatches I don't like it as much I'm just not I just I just don't enjoy it as much there are certain episodes that still get me and stuff like that but I think the actors just I think it's not as good I mean what do you think I mean you loved friends too yeah I mean I do agree with that um friends has its own charm of course but a lot of it is kind of tied to the emotional connection that they foster between us and this group of friends that makes us feel like we're part of it. And Fraser certainly has that element as well. We feel like one of the family, but it's really the writing that keeps you coming back for it again and again. And especially, as you said, because the humor is so layered, you can learn more and appreciate more. And that kind of allows the show to teach people to appreciate learning as silly as that might sound especially because we were kids when we first watched it the ironic thing is sort of that a lot of times Fraser and Niles being so erudite and uh, pretentious is the butt of the joke but at the same time it encourages you to want to get on their level and want to appreciate and know what they're talking about so it's very interesting in that way and that it it both makes fun of the learned and makes you want to be one of them. So that's definitely an interesting aspect of it for me. Yeah, and when you think of a when you think of a show like Seinfeld, now I'm trying to remember what Larry David said. He said, "No crying, no learning." I think was the was the theme because he didn't want it to. He didn't want any sappiness, on, and there is no sappiness on Seinfeld, right? It's just it's it's a social commentary show. You love the characters, but it you know the end of Seinfeld is them in jail for for being like such terrible people so it's a very different kind of show um and then I sort of feel like friends like kind of went way far over into like the sap 
area, you know, just like uh, the Ross Rachel thing, everything like that um, was so much. Um, and then we have Frasier kind of as I feel like this like perfect middle ground where there are like deeply moving episodes um, and incredible character depth. And you really cared about, I mean, the Niles Daphne st- storyline. I mean, I love those. Uh, it's a two parter end of a season. I can't remember which season now, but it's like the dish ran away with a spoon when uh okay spoilers ahead in case anybody hasn't seen the show so um daphne runs out on her wedding and runs away with niles and uh yeah so i mean it's it's like high drama and you care a lot there's also a really moving episode when niles has heart surgery and they sort of go through these memories of a hospital and you all these fears about if he's going to die or not and i mean fraser's making deals with god i mean there's like there's some heavy uh topics in here Oh yes, we've been joined now by Baby Lucy, who may also have some thoughts. She hasn't seen Fraser yet, but um, we'll see if she has anything to say about it. But um, I may have you hold the mic, Chrissy. Okay. I'm, I don't know how to hold a mic, just like I don't know how to hold a baby. But okay. You're doing fine. <laughs> baby Lucy started to cry when I tried That's to hold okay. her this morning. Cute little niece. Um. <laughs> but um, you, we were also you were talking about Chrissy, um, how in Friends a lot of the characters sort of become stereotypes, um, which does not happen. I think at least not in the same way in Frasier. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, to a certain degree, sitcoms do and always have relied on strong character archetypes and stereotypes that come back again and again. And Frasier certainly does as well. You can see that with um, Niles's idiosyncrasies, especially such as his tendency to be germaphobic and wipe down everything that he encounters and uh, the various neuroses that come up as recurring jokes. But in a show like Friends, the different um, aspects of the characters that define them define them more and more as time goes on and they actually become kind of just the stereotype alone in a way rather than the deep character that may have been developing to begin with. yeah, I mean, like, Joey Joey becomes, like, a Neanderthal at <laughs> and Monica's, like, neat freakness is, like, like pathological. I mean, she's not just a neat person anymore. She's, like, crazy. <laughs> yeah, and in, in those cases, those uh, traits just get exaggerated and increase more and more. Whereas with Frasier, they, I would say they remain pretty constant, or in some cases, they actually address them and work on them, because a lot of these things that we consider stereotypes that that may be funny in a sitcom, they might actually be psychological issues that might be impeding someone in life. And that's funny for the purpose of like a 30 minute episode, but it would actually probably improve the person's life to resolve it. And uh, things like Niles's neuroses do actually, some of them resolve over time, especially as he becomes more comfortable in himself and his relationship with his family and his relationship with Daphne. So that's definitely, that ties into the, the fundamental psychological theme of the show and uh, the way it both makes fun of and embraces the principles of psychiatry and the value that that has for the human mind. So I wanted to sort of just reminisce a little bit about some of our favorite episodes. I know one that we watched a lot growing up was the Ski Lodge and that one I think 
really epitomizes the theatrical qualities that we were talking about. It's sort of like in um, in the very farcical play Noises Off when there's a, a set design that involves a lot of doors and people are coming in and out of doors and you're going into the wrong door and things like that. That's exactly what's happening in the ski lodge when um, <laughs> people are going into the wrong rooms, they're making all kinds of faux pas, there's a cast of characters, uh, some, some newly introduced like Guy, the ski instructor, is a new character on that episode um so there's like uh it's it's really really funny i would recommend that as an episode uh if you, and also you actually don't need to know too much backstory either to access that episode it's just it's just funny um so i think of that one um i always liked the two-part um don juan and hell which is when fraser is revisited by uh ghosts and wives past uh, as he sort of tries to rediscover or discover why he's sabotaging his relationships. Um, And again, that's a good example of using humor to uh, address serious psychological problems. Um, Gosh, there's so many good episodes, though. The one you brought up about the seal who came to dinner, I think it's called. I just watched that one. It's so funny. Um, The the cruise, the uh, voyage of the damned. That's a great one. Anyone do you want to bring up? It's tough to think of them on the spot, and you've brought up a lot of the ones I was thinking of. I I definitely think of the Ski Lodge right away, especially for that farcical format that we were discussing earlier. Um, but, oh, there I can't remember the title of it, but they all go to a vacation home and begin to have these outlandish dreams. It's like, it's like Freudian... Uh, Freudian night, no. Yeah, it's um, in the last season. It's in the last yeah. I'll put it in the... Uh, um, I'll put it in the show notes what it is. I'll look it up later. Yeah, that's a really charming and hilarious one. It's hard to pinpoint because really there are no bad episodes, I would say. Like, you would be hard-pressed to find one. I'd say maybe the one episode that I don't like is this one episode where Frasier is trying to get to this celebration of his show that's happening in the city. And he's trying to make his way through the city and just mishaps keep befalling him, preventing him from attending this celebration of his greatness. And it's just, I'm afraid it's not that funny. But uh. it also, I think like that show, it does so well just like being in the apartment. You know, I mean, I think that show, that felt sort of outside of what the show is good at because it was going around the city. It didn't feel right. Exactly. Yeah. The, it, it, it excels on those more single space theatrical sets. Um, Another episode that I just thought of is, there's an episode, I can't recall which season it's in, but it's after Niles and Daphne are together, and because the the Crane family has such a tradition of throwing dinner parties, Daphne wants to be the one to host a dinner party, and because the Crane dinner parties often go awry, um, now that Daphne is a Crane, her, her party goes quite awry as well in the funniest ways. And while it's uh, painful to watch her struggle with that, uh, it's also very charming the way that it affirms her place in the family as she has officially become a crane. Even though long before she and Niles um, became involved, she really had integrated into the family because she was such a fixture in the home and was just um, part of the family for sure. Just one more episode. I, I'm not going to just keep listing episodes because that's probably not that interesting to listen to. But there's one that's, uh, it's, do you remember, it's the Halloween library benefit. 
Yes. Oh, that one's so good because they're all dressed up. Um, Roz may or may not be pregnant, and there's this um, this big misunderstanding that happens involving Daphne, and uh, <laughs> uh, it's so funny. Um, so, gosh, there are so many good episodes. I'll put all the all the, our recommendations in the show notes if you want to check them out. Um, I also was just uh, I, as you were talking about Daphne. I think Daphne m- might be my favorite character. Um, do you have a favorite character? I mean, I love Daphne as well. She's so charmingly herself. Yeah. She is unapologetically herself. And psychic. yeah, she believes that she has psychic powers and yeah. nothing that the uh, very logic-based psychiatrists say can dissuade her of that. And in fact, the show sometimes seems to indicate to us that maybe she does. So uh, we'll never know. It's, it's left a mystery there. But um, she has so many sides to her um like she's very practical but she's also very whimsical and she definitely just epitomizes the sort of working class wisdom i guess you could say that a lot of times the crane brothers struggle to uh, keep up with in fact despite all that they've learned and i mean i love martin as well for similar reasons because he he as well is so unapologetically himself and it's very it's touching the way that he tries to connect so much with his sons despite the ways that they're so different and you can really feel the way that the loss of their mother before the show even begins kind of eliminated the bridge that they initially had with each other as a family and the rebuilding of that is a fundamental part of the show because their mother who was also a psychiatrist she seemed to be someone who both had that high-minded, um, learned kind of um, approach that her sons take on, but she also had the kind of more practical wisdom and um, street smarts, so to speak, that her husband shared, and that was the connection she had with her husband and the connection she had with her sons. So she was that bridge for them, and with her gone, they really have to rebuild that and I think that's a fundamental part of what makes the show special yeah and also like with Daphne like she I remember there's one episode when Fraser realizes how much he's going to miss her when she gets married uh or we think she's going to marry Donnie but of course that doesn't work out but um he says something like you know no matter what was going on in his love life like he always had like a warm you know, woman uh, to come home to who was going to help, you know, who was there to help take care of him and everybody else. And she really is like a care, caring person. So I think as viewers, I am just like, I'm very comforted by her. And I also like get that family dynamic because we had au pairs growing up and she's not an au pair. Obviously there are no kids, although uh, uh, Fraser has a son, Frederick, who makes appearances, but um, he, uh, and dog Eddie. um, But you know, like that, this person who's yes she's like an employee but she's like very very much part of the family and that's certainly how we felt about our au pairs i mean they you know were aunts and second mothers and sisters to us so i definitely feel that way and i get that dynamic um just mentioning frederick made me think of that lilith is also such a great character we should just touch on her for a little bit too yeah what to say about lilith she's very interesting she those are her defining her defining traits are being extraordinarily pale, very cold and uh 
she's very direct and logical and people struggle to connect with her emotionally because of that and a lot of people seem to be pretty scared of her especially Fraser's family they're very worried when she's gonna come by and it's kind of I don't know how much she appeared on Cheers but it's hard to imagine what their relationship was like when Fraser and Lilith were a couple but you can kind of see it in a certain episode where they are they're in a hotel room together and they hear a couple arguing through the wall and they bring the other couple in and they begin to psychoanalyze them and they they just play off of each other so well and feed off each other's um, psychiatric analysis so they have this very cerebral connection that then translates into this carnal connection as well that is hard for the viewer to understand at first and definitely hard for their families to understand but she's just she's an enigma and she's also someone who just is unapologetic about the way that she is even though there are a few times when she she starts to doubt herself and that that ends up uh, causing some strange strange events to happen but yeah she she's something yeah <laughs> she provides a lot of good humor too but like really she's very humorous yeah. um well <coughs> oh baby lucy you okay oh. honey well we have a little bit of a fussy baby who maybe needs a nap and a toddler who needs to be picked up from nature school soon but um it's been really fun to talk about fraser i want to watch oh. some tonight <laughs> it's so oh. good um thank you chrissy so much oh. for coming on and chatting with me Sure, good to be here. There's there's a lot to talk about and think about with Fraser, and uh, it's just, it's great. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling, tossed salads and scrambled eggs. Oh, my. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegged. <laughs> but I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. Calling again. Scrambled eggs all over my face. What is a boy to do? Frazier has left the building. And here there is something more than just a transient experience. It's about uh, being. It's about the things that matter to me. It's about the white spaces between the paragraphs. Then God said, let there be light. It's a mistake you always made, Doc, trying to love a wild thing. 